Last week we talked about what believers do. You remember that? We talked about what believers do. Do you know what believers do? They believe. They believe. Believers believe. And, and I mean, it's just not something we're just going to like, oh, believers believe. No, we really believe. When we read the word of God, we, that is God's spoken and written word. And God does talk to us. He talks to us through the word of God. If we read it, and if we don't read it, then we may not hear it. But he wants his desires to talk to us. Believers believe. You remember last week we talked about, and Jesus was talking to his disciples, and he gave them the come to Jesus meeting. Any of you moms and dads ever have your come to Jesus meeting with you? That's where this came from, that, uh, where Jesus told his disciples, he said, Unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you can't be a part of my kingdom. Of the kingdom. He's not talking about literally, but we just had communion, which is a renewal of the covenant we made to God when we invited him into our hearts and we were born again. We're renewing this covenant until he comes back. Unless you, you understand that my, I am the bread of life and without the sacrifice of my blood being shed because there's no forgiveness of sin without the shedding of blood, God's perfect sacrifice, Jesus himself gave his perfect life so that we could come into the presence of God and have access to him. Unless we accept his sacrifice and take up our own cross, we can't be a part of his kingdom. So I want to talk to you in Psalm chapter 1. And so here's, here's what happened last week. What happened last week is, is we started this message and, and we're going to finish it today. However, I preached this sermon four times, and I don't know exactly where I let off with y'all. So if I re repeat myself in this part of this message, it's because you need to hear it. <laughs> That's my story. Psalm chapter 1, blessed is the man. Everybody say blessed. blessed. Is there anybody here? You, that doesn't want to be blessed. I think we all want the blessings of God on our lives. I mean, that's why we get up and get all cleaned up and put cologne on and look good and everything. We want the blessings of God. We want to be a good representation of who God is. We want, we value our relationship. So he says, blessed, 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 blessed. Blessed is the man, blessed is the woman, blessed is the boy, blessed is the girl. Blessed are those who walk not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates when he feels like it. No, he meditates day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth fruit in its season, whose leaf shall not wither, and whoever, whatever he does, whatever he does, whatever he does shall prosper. I'm loving this right now. The ungodly, though, are not so, but are like chaff, which the wind drives away. Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in the seat of the judgment, that shall not stand in, ju in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. 
For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly will perish. The way of the ungodly will perish. Psalm 1, we have a challenge for a deeper, more solid, more productive walk with Jesus to make the most of our walk. I think that's why we come to church and we gather together so we can make the most of this, this relationship with God. We need to look carefully, I think, at the masks that we put on from time to time. I want to talk to you this morning about the mask that justifies trying to justify ourselves. The, the mask that uh, uh, the mask that compromises and the mask that blinds us. Uh, this morning, I just want to talk to you about, anybody remember back in 2020 uh, when we had to wear masks? You remember that? It's like, why'd you bring that up, preacher? It wasn't fun wearing masks, but the problem was when I would see somebody that had a mask on, you couldn't recognize them very good because you didn't really, couldn't really see them very good. Why? Because they had a mask on. And when you have a mask on, uh, uh, me, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of hard hearing. Got any, any old, older people you can, shooting too many guns or whatever, I don't know. Anyway, I couldn't read their lips. And sometimes it's when, I, when they have a mask on, you, you can't really see what they're saying because you, they have a mask. Uh, our message gets muffled when we have a mask on. And it also is harder to see who somebody really is. So the ch we, what we want to do is something. We don't want, sometimes we don't want people seeing who we are, really are way down inside. And I want to talk about symbolically the different masks that we put on. The first one is the mask that justifies. It's become accepted a, it's become a natural accepted compromise to justify our transgressions in our society because our society wants to justify the things that God says are unjustifiable. Listen to this in Romans 8.33. It says, who shall, it's a question, who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Only God has the authority to justify, I don't have the authority to justify myself because my creator created me and I am under his authority whether I realize it or not. Whether I accept him or don't accept him, God is still in charge. But he's not in charge of me unless I let him be in charge of me. It's like, I love what Dora said about uh, Judas. Jesus chose Judas, but Judas didn't choose Jesus. God's not willing that any should perish. But there's some things that we have to understand. Blessed is a man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, sits in the seat of the scornful. His delight is in the law of the Lord. Many lives have been sabotaged have been actually sabotaged by the mask of self-justification. The biggest culprit is the counsel of the ungodly. Did you know it's easier to listen to somebody talking to you a lot of times than it is to hear God talking to you? 
It's easier to get on the phone instead of go to the throne. It's a lot easier just to, to find somebody to talk to about it. But he says, blessed is the person who walks not in the council. You don't get counsel. Just, I think it's important that we, if we need counsel, we get counsel. If we need counseling, Donna and I, every once in a while, we go to counseling. Sometimes I go separately. Sometimes she goes separately. But I'm going to tell you something. If you need counsel or if you have somebody that says to you, you might need some counseling, and they say it in love, you might need some counseling. But there's nothing wrong with that. And that's the thing. That's the that's the problem or the mask that justifies when we put this mask on we think we've got it all figured out but pride will keep us from understanding that we need counsel from godly people and the more pride we have in our lives the less we want to hear the preacher talk about it so if you're uncomfortable right now you're kind of getting irritated at you are why we're preaching right now (laughs) this is what it's all about and it's a gift to us It's a gift to us to understand that if we need counseling, God has made it available for us today to get good counsel from the Word of God, to get good counsel from godly people. But if we're not careful what we'll do, we'll look for people that will agree with us on the things that are ungodly. Blessed is a person who walks not in the counsel. You want to be blessed? Don't listen to the ungodly because they will take you on a trip that you don't want to go on. Proverbs 17, 15, it says, he who justifies the wicked and he who condemns the just, both of them alike are an abomination to the Lord. Those, uh, there's, a, <laughs> there's a lot of wicked people very, very ungodly people that have a lot of power in our nation today, have a lot of power in the world today. And it says this, it says, he who justifies the wickedness of, in people, justifies it, and he who condemns the just, those who are trying to live for God, the condemnation on the just. He said, those people are an abomination. God says they're an abomination to me. They're strong words. Real strong words. So we need to look around and ask ourselves the question, do we justify or agree with ungodly influence? Uh, What are we allowing to influence us, to shape us and to mold us? People say or are saying, uh, it doesn't really matter what people say, it really matters what God says. If we're not careful, we try to justify ungodly influence. How many knows you don't have to teach your kids how to be bad? Right? I mean, it's just kind of a natural thing. Here's what it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. It says, when I was a child... I spoke as a child, I understood as a child, and I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away the childish things. We're big proponents here at the Lone Star Cowboy Church. We're big proponents of biblical literacy. 
if we've been in the kingdom of God, a lot of times people naturally grow physically, but we will not naturally grow spiritually unless we are intentional with our growth. Our growth has to be something that we're intentional with, and you can be, you can be a spiritual baby that's been a baby for 30 years spiritually. I'll, I'll wait on you. You can stay a baby for 30 years spiritually if you choose not to grow. And the same thing physically, a lot of, there's a lot of grown men and grown women that never have grown up. I'll move on. So we must be delivered from wrath. Thank God in Christ. He has rescued us and made us children of God, yet we must beware of ungodly influences and that only God is the only one that can justify. Romans 8, 33, it says, who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Uh, we naturally look for people to agree with us, uh, uh, walking not in the counsel of the ungodly, walking uh, uh, speaks of a, a direction that we're going Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. In other words, when it's saying if you're walking with somebody, you're going in a direction with them, you've not arrived there yet, but you're moving in that direction. Walks not in the counsel. In other words, we don't take the counsel from people who are not godly. We don't call 1-800-PSYCHIC. We don't get up in the morning and read our horoscope. <laughs> we don't take the talk shows as gospel yeah. on the radio. Their job is to stir you up. Your job is to not let them stir you up and walk in the counsel of the godly and not the ungodly. Some folks get on social media just to read some ungodly counsel that's not worth the time it takes to read it, actually. Why do disgruntled people seek out other disgruntled people for counsel? Why do, why do people that want to get a divorce talk to people who have come through a terrible divorce for counsel? You with me? <laughs> you don't live in the same world I do. <laughs> I'm telling you, we are creatures that look for people to agree with us. You can say amen or oh me, but I'm going to tell you something. We have to be careful that we don't get counsel from people just because they agree with us. Too many times in our world, we are offended if somebody doesn't agree with us. Whether they're right or not, we just, if they don't agree, it's, 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 it's offensive. And so my challenge to you today is to not let pride enter into your heart and to be teachable. It says, what does the Lord require of you? To 
do justly, do the right thing, love mercy, and walk humbly with your God. The walking humbly with your God is saying that I am teachable even when I don't like it. Even when it kind of irritates me. And it's kind of like if, 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 the, if the message, it's kind of like petting a cat. If the message rubs you the wrong way, turn around. Just turn around. Walk in the counsel of the godly instead of walking in the counsel of the ungodly. Sitting in the seat of scornful speaks of a resting place. Or no, first of all, first you walk in the council, then you stand in the way of sinners. We're not opposing their viewpoint. First thing, you, you walk, and then as you're walking, you see a whole group of sinners there, and then you're like, we're going to stand around, and we're going to let all those things come into our thinking. And then the next thing we do, you're not walking anymore, you're not standing anymore, and then it says we just... We sit in the seat of the scornful, those who mock the things that God stands for, and we don't stand up. I'm just going to tell you something. There's way too many secret service Christians, secret servicemen. Nobody knows that they're a Christian. You're just secret servicemen. It's about time the church stood up for the one who stood up for them. Because if we walk in the council, we stand in the seat of the scorn of the of the center, and then we sit in the seat of the scornful, we'll not speak up for right for what is right because we have allowed the world to intimidate us and to manipulate us and to control us. And if we can get out of that, we can stand up for what we know is right, no matter who agrees with us. I'm going to tell you something. The key is agreeing with God and not agreeing with everybody else that that is scornful when it comes to the things of God. Our world is, has become an enemy to God and to the kingdom and to the truth. And God doesn't have another plan. I'm going to say it again. He hasn't have another plan besides us. We got to stand up for the truth of the word of God. Know the truth because the truth will set you free. Should we choose it, it'll set us free. And should the world choose us, our nation would be a much better nation if we would choose the truth and stop arguing about all the, you know what I'm saying. Every, everything's going on. <laughs> By the way, God expects us to balance our checkbook, and I do believe he expects our nation to balance their checkbook too. It's, 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 it's God out of line. Everybody's got their hand out. God help us to be men and women of integrity. I'm going to tell when, when voting time comes, church needs to show up. Church needs to show up. We've been silent too long. Standing away, sitting in the seat of the scornful and the mockers. For those who allow God to justify, it says, it says, now for those who allow God to justify says they delight in the word of the Lord. His delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates day and night. The first mask is the mask that justifies. The second mask is the mask of compromise. You see, in the dilution of the truth will make it a lie. If we dilute the truth, 
It says his delight is in the law of the Lord. We got to look on the inside and what's going on on the inside. He meditates day and night, and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, brings forth fruit. We all want people to think the best of us. But I would just challenge everybody today to practice godly transparency. What is that? What that is is when we walk through life, when, when the world looks at the church, they see a bunch of hypocrites that are not truthful. When the world looks at the church, we want them to think that we are perfect and we have it all together. But they know we are not perfect and they know we don't have it all together. But what we do have is we have peace. In the middle of the storms of this world, the world, we have the peace because Jesus said, I am your peace. And when we have Jesus in our lives, then we have peace in our lives. It's, it's a peace that the world cannot give, but the world cannot take it away either. And it's the peace that passes understanding, as it says. They can't understand it. We don't even completely understand it, but we know if we walk in the light, as he sheds the light in our path, that we will not be tripping over the affairs of the world, and we will not give credence to them, but we give credence to the word of God because it is the word of God that sets people free because it's the truth. How we are influenced will be a reaction of what we become in character. The people that we allow to influence our lives will, will be who we become in our character. Our character will be a reflection of people that we believe in. That's good preaching. James chapter 5, verse 16, it says, Confess your trespasses one to another. I'm talking about transparency now. Confess your trespasses one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. If we have problems, we have issues, we have things in our lives that needs, needs fixing and needs healing, we need to ask God to help us and find some godly counsel that will help us walk through that. It says the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man, a righteous woman, affecteth much. In other words, there's a lot of effect if we will be in right standing with God and say, God, I need your help, and I need to understand how you want me to live. Forgiveness in a godly home should always be the order of the day. Forgiveness and mercy should always be the order of the day. Did you know that your spouse isn't perfect? Now, I know some of y'all may think your grandkids are perfect. I get that. But none of us are perfect. But forgiveness and mercy should be the order of the day because if you want forgiveness, you know what you're going to have to do, right? You're going to have to give forgiveness. If you want mercy, you're going to have to give mercy because you're not going to sow these unrighteous seeds and then reap righteous seeds. The plant that doesn't wither that I'm going to talk about in a minute is the plant of having, uh, of having love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, meekness that, that brings strength to us. So here we go. The tree of life. Uh, the person who delights in the word of God, he or she meditates on it day and night. Uh, you will have 
found the source of true happiness. And it says you shall bring forth fruit in its season. Bring forth fruit. Fruit, fruitful people. In other words, people that you come in contact with, you're going to want to bless them, and it brings fruit into your life. And then they come to know Jesus. That's why we, we've, we've brought Tyler on, so we can make investments into our kids and into our youth in this community because we want to be fruit-producing Christians. Then it says durable, that we, we, his leaf shall not wither. When, when the winds of life blow, blow and the hot winds come on us, we shall not wither because our roots are grounded in the strength of the word of God. And then it says that we'll be prosperous. Whatsoever he does shall prosper. Uh, Psalm 34, 19 says, many are the afflictions of the righteous. You all know what I'm talking about, right? Many are the afflictions. Anybody go through some tough times? Many are the afflictions of the righteous. And a lot of times we'll stop there, but the next part is the important part. It says, but the Lord delivers them from them all. You're going to have some afflictions along the way, but the Lord delivers them from some of them. All of them, God delivers them from them all. I love that. Look inside. What are we becoming? The mass that justifies, the mass that compromises, and the last one is the, la is the, my, the mass that blindfolds. When you're blindfolded, you can't see anything. Did you know that you can have 20-20 vision and still be blindfolded spiritually? Several years back when we were rodeoing, I was at a rodeo, and there was a, it was during the bareback riding where, where a guy rides a bareback horse, and they don't have any bridle in the horse's mouth. It's just they're hanging on to a, it's like a suitcase handle that they're hanging on to riding this bareback horse. And this bareback horse was running running around the arena and there was a dark spot in the arena and there was a pipe on the top rail but there was wire underneath it and this horse was running right toward that dark spot of that arena and, and if you've seen enough wrecks in your life you can kind of tell when it's fixing to happen and I could tell that horse wasn't slowing down at all he was running right toward that dark spot of that arena and that horse ran right into that wire and ran right through it and clotheslined that cowboy with that pipe, knocked him off of that horse, but that, that horse was just running blind, and he ran right through, and the injury came on the counter, and he got all right. I, I, I thought it could have really, really been very, very bad, but he, got, he, got, he was okay eventually, but... The mask, the blinds, the darker it gets in our world. Y'all, this is for somebody here today. The darker it gets in your world, the, the harder it is to see. And the harder it is to navigate through the tough times of life. And the mask, the blinds, will lead us into a lot of pain. Have you ever gone through something and... You made some bad decisions along the way, and then on the other side of it, you asked yourself, 
how come I didn't see that? How come I didn't? I think we've, if we'd be honest with ourselves, I think we've all done some things in our lives that we can look back on and say, man, if I would have only known the mass of the blinds. And I want to tell you that when we meditate on the word day and night, it helps us not to have as many blind spots in our lives. Blessed is the man who walks not in the council. You don't have near as much darkness when you're running around in the dark places of life. You're able to walk in the light. And if there, that arena would have had a lot more light in it, that horse could have seen that, that fence and he wouldn't have run into it. He couldn't see it because he had been blinded because it was just too dark. By the way, that's the reason all the bars are so dark. You ever think about that? They all get, girls get prettier at closing time. Well, they're not prettier, it's just darker. You're inebriated. You with me? Many have chosen to be blinded. Many have chosen to be blinded by refusing to accept that there will come a day of judgment for those who have neglected to accept not only Jesus' personal sacrifice, but that there will be a judgment day for Christians as well, for those who have refused to live by God's law. Here it says in verse 5, it says, Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment. The ungodly at, at the judgment, at the great white throne of judgment of God, it says the ungodly will not stand. What does that mean? It means that they will not be able to stand in the presence of Almighty God. And that's the reason it says every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord. Because when you get in the presence, and, and I'm going to tell you something, we're either going to bow down now or we're going to bow down later. Either way, we're going to bow down. I just want to bow down now because I want to bow down and not go to the judgment seat of God because I won't be able to stand because I'm so ungodly and I won't be able to stand in the presence of Almighty God. I choose to do it now because I love him. Back in, the, in that day, we'll bow down because we have to. Now we bow down because we want to. It says, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous, for the Lord knows. Everybody say, the Lord knows. The Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Listen to this. <coughs> There's a courthouse in Ohio. It stands in a unique location. Raindrops that fall on the north side of the building go into Lake Ontario, in the Gulf of St. Lawrence, while those falling on the south side go into the Mississippi and down to the Gulf of Mexico. At precisely the point of the peak of the roof, just a gentle puff of wind can determine the destiny of many raindrops. It will make a difference of more than 2,000 miles of their final destination. 
The spiritual application is clear by the smallest deed or choice of words that we might set in motion, the influence that could change the course of our lives, the course of other people's lives here and now could affect us for eternity. This, this is a big deal. It's a big deal. Someone put it this way, sow a thought, reap an act. You sow an act and you reap, sow an act and you reap a habit. Sow a habit and you reap a character and you sow a character and you reap a destiny. There's a British cemetery and there was a tombstone in that cemetery. And it said this, it says, pause my friend as you walk by, as you are now, so once was I. As I am now, you too will be. Prepare my friend to follow me. There is a, apparently somebody went along and they didn't like what they read and so they added to it. It said, to follow you is not my intent until I know which way you went. <laughs> Our destiny is not determined by chance. It's determined by our choice. One of the things I, coming through all the COVID thing and everything, I got so tired of hearing about it and, and got tired of being sick and having people get sick and it was just a tough thing. But one, one thing occurred to me uh, in the middle of the whole epidemic it was the first time that everybody in the entire world had come together for one cause. It doesn't matter what country they were in, they were fighting the COVID. Let me tell you this. Back in the 60s, in the 70s, I know that's a long time ago, when I would read the Bible about the end times, that there would be a one world order, that there'd be a one world money system, that there'd be a one world leader, the Antichrist, that there would be uh, everything would happen from a one world perspective, I had no idea how that could happen. I didn't, I was like, how can everybody come together in the whole world for one cause? And I saw it in 2020. I saw it with my own eyes. The scripture will tell us what's going to happen in the future. And God is always right. Every prophecy that has been fulfilled, God could come back at any minute for his church, the rapture of the church. In the first three and a half years of the tribulation, everybody will 
look at the Antichrist, he will be a charismatic personality. He'll be somebody that, that just everybody's just drawn to. You know how people get crazy about people. I mean, look at Man, you couldn't even get around in Houston while Beyonce was in town. People get kind of crazy over people. But it's something that, that we're going to be gravitated to. This world will be gravitated towards somebody, and they'll look toward the Antichrist kind of as the Messiah. The first three and a half years, it's going to be that way. But the second three and a half years of tribulation, God's going to bring wrath on this world. He's going to bring judgment on this world. But we don't have to go through that. We can be a part of the kingdom of God, invite him to come into our hearts and come into our lives. We are bent toward following something because we are, I don't appreciate this a whole lot, but the scripture refers to us as sheep. Sheep follow people. They follow, sheep just follow people. They follow other sheep. But when we follow the shepherd, the shepherd always keeps us in a safe place. But when we follow other sheep, you, anybody ever see that video where the sheep fall off the cliff? Well, that's why the ram fell off the cliff. You know, because he didn't see the U-turn. Yeah. You heard that, right? It's important for us to understand the, how critical it is to have an all-knowing God that has us in his future. God has chosen you and me but we have to choose him back. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for loving us. Thank you, Lord, for your word. I thank you for everybody here. I pray, Lord, that you would just minister life to us right now. Holy Spirit, do a work in each and every one of our hearts that's here. Everybody, hearts watching online, help, help us all, Lord, to understand the value of worshiping the true and the living God. Help us to have no other gods before us. Help us, Lord, to be strong in you and strong with you. Lord, I just pray today that your word would help us to follow you. I thank you, Lord, for all your blessings in Jesus' name. I'd like for you to keep your heads bowed and your eyes closed for just a second. This morning, if you've never accepted Christ as your personal Savior, maybe if you have, you just haven't been living for him. The Bible says that we've all sinned and we've all come short of the glory of God. And we've all sinned. But the Bible also says this. It says, if we confess our sin, he would be faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. This morning, if you've never accepted him as your personal Savior, maybe if you have and you just haven't been living for him, simply by raising your hand, say, Preacher, I need Jesus in my heart. I need to make him the Lord of my life. We want to put a Bible in your hand. Anybody, Preacher, that's me. I need Jesus in my heart. I know I need Jesus. Anybody, slip your hand up high. Anybody? Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Would you stand with me, please? Somebody say hallelujah. It's a good morning. It's a good morning. It's a good morning. Thank you for being in church this morning. We have our prayer team up here. If you need prayer for anything, that's why we're here 
uh, thank you, thank you for prioritizing Jesus and, and getting good counsel this morning from the Word of God. Can I pray for y'all? Let's, let's raise our hands and pray. Lord, I thank you, Lord, for your word. I pray, oh God, now that you would just uh, help us, Lord, to, to have discernment about where we get counsel, who we get counsel from. Help us, Lord, to, to know your word of God and meditate on it day and night. Lord, I pray, oh God, that you'd help us to be fruit-producing Christians, oh God. I thank you, Lord, that you have given us the ability to be able to prosper in following you. And I thank you, Lord, that your word and having that relationship with you is the greatest prosperity that we could ever have. And we thank you, Lord, for it. Bless your church. Bless your people. Bless families today, I pray. Bless marriages, I pray today. Lord, we lift your name on high and thank you that you are more than enough for every situation that we find ourselves in. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, amen. amen. God bless you all. We sure do love you. Thank you so much for being here this morning. God bless.